Shut up and sit down. They say it's the dark side of the moon. Once you get past episode 300, we're now on the dark side of the moon, Matt. Because we're on episode 301 of Third Shift. And let me tell you, I can't see anything. Where are we? What's going on? We made, we made it past, but did we? Because it seems dark and cold. What's happening? What am I supposed to do with this? I can't use the Pink Floyd thing because <laughs> I will get copyright stricken. That's right. I can't use any nope. clips from Transformers, the, the one really bad Transformers movie, because we'll get copyright stricken. Yep. There's nothing I can do with this. Can't there's take like, it anywhere. There's nothing. Thanks, Eric. You set me up and just failed immediately. Thanks. I didn't fail. You blew it. These, these dirty, thieving, greedy companies, they failed us. True. That's true. Because they shouldn't try to screw us over and and, and take our, our content from us just because we mentioned their stupid stuff. I mean, I went and watched that movie. I paid money so to see I. that movie. Mm-hmm. So I have all the right in the world to just quote it and use it for whatever I want. Yeah. I, I can have Optimus Prime wearing a third shift low. It's fine. He can wear a third shift t-shirt. Yeah, I there paid you for your movie. It's my movie now. Yeah. We own it. So if you pay to watch or listen to third shift, does that mean you own some third shift? I mean, that's a different thing. That's, a, that's, no, that's, that's a different completely thing. Okay. unacceptable. Unacceptable. No, we will come after you 100%. Absolutely. Uh, all Third of our shift big lawyers. Time, a lot of lawyers. A lot of them. Uh, we got them in the bags over here. In fact, I got one that lives underneath my cupboard, kind of like Harry Potter. Uh, just boom, I bring him out just whenever needed. He's, he's a short little guy. doesn't need a lot of space. He handles business. I don't get the reference. I don't understand what you're talking about. I know. About, you don't. But, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't it's really fine. It's fine. Hey, here we are. Episode 301. Wait, okay, wait. Pause. Interjection. Is that why I've never seen the Harry Potter room? Is it because you just throw the children in a little in a little tiny hutch door? And you're just like, ah, this, this is what the Harry Potter room is for. What we do. We got a train running around. <laughs> and you got the hole that you go in when you're bad. Get in the Harry Potter room. <laughs> Isn't it kind of strange that nobody's seen this Harry Potter room existed outside? I don't know. Weird. You'll never know either. That's the best part That's about it. That's the Harry Potter room. <laughs> <laughs> There's no train. There's, There's no, no nothing. Train. There's no, no There's painted nothing. murals. Nope. It's just, just the darkness. hole that the kids the go in. Yep. Just like Harry Potter. Lives in the hole. Great. With his Great. imaginary friend Dobby. That's what the kids do too. It's fine. Doesn't really matter. Because we're here on the after, on the before, wherever this is. Because you know what? Maybe this is just the start. Episode 300. Some say you never start to live till after you're 300. Maybe that's me and you. Maybe this is where we rock it up and, and become famous. And Gearbox finally goes, oh, we like you. And boom, we're going to be in the door, handling business. And either way, it ain't happening this year, Matt, because we took got rid of the New York trip. But I do want to state one more time next year, I'll be at Nerdvana. I'm going to be there. Until next year when you cancel that New York trip. Oh, I know. Because they'll be, oh, because, you know, the monkeypox disease is coming mm-hmm. and it's going to wipe out America and the world. So, yeah, you're probably right. Damn it. I mean, if I get, it, if I get to see people like swinging from vines and stuff, then it's worth it. I mean, I would say so too. Yeah. 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 I'd want the monkeypox if I was going to start just swinging through vines, eating fleas off people and flinging poop, eating bananas. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good life. I don't got to think about nothing. I mean, you can do some of that stuff right now. I ate lots of bananas. That is true. 
Might have to. I could, I'd eat, I could eat some fleas off Bob probably right now. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I don't I, know about I suggested that, you even see, say now that. I'm and now I'm sick. Yeah. I'm now, get sick. now it doesn't feel good. Never mind. I eat, I'm not doing it. I changed my mind. I'm not doing it. Matt, how's the week going? Because, you know, we're not changing formulas right now. This is, this is what we do. How's your week going? We went too long, too far, as we always do. It's just, oh, <laughs> man. Well, it's been a great week because all the weeks prior that I did not do any of the things that I normally do, I did all the things this weekend. I went and saw a show at the Wharton Center, Ain't Too Proud. The subtitle is The Life and Times of the Temptations, which, I mean, it's a legendary group. We all know who the Temptations are. But growing up in, in the 80s and beyond, I had no idea, like, their story or the members or the struggles that they went through. And I was going to say, yeah, it was a lot of fun, except for some lady two, two doors down who was, like, singing all the songs. I'm like, you don't, if you went to a concert or a cover band concert, that's what that's for. That's one thing. You don't come to the musical and sing, but uh, whatever. It was still a great show. And it's just some, like, outrageously awesome performances. Like, I, when I think of The Temptations, I think of, like, the, the very state, like, you kind of just stand and sing, like, 50s type of stuff. But the performances up on stage, they were, like, wild and crazy and jumping and throwing microphone in the air and doing the splits. I mean, some of the, the front men that they had over the mm. years were like outrageous. And the singers who were up there on the stage were just incredible, outstanding. So I was like, man, maybe I, maybe I got to get into the temptations, watch some old, you know, American bandstand or something, watch some of these old performances and CMB and just wilding out and having a great time. So that was great. Very next day went and saw Jurassic world dominion, which I had a good time. And have you seen that one yet, Eric? Nope. I, uh, like I said, I want to see it because I've seen them all, as I told you already. But mm. um, when you hear me talk, it's you know I haven't been able to leave and do anything. So well, I watched it, and coming off of Jurassic World, what was it Fallen Kingdom, the mm-hmm. last one? This one was better than that. Okay. I sat there in my chair and I watched the opening like montage thing, and I went, I can't believe they're following the story of the girl. Like I don't even remember the girl. It's the girl from the last. The one. little girl. Yeah. I was like, what's what's going on here? But then there were dinosaurs, there was action, there were things happening. I enjoyed it. It was way better than the last one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I will say, at certain points, it felt like two different movies. Like, there was big action, zoomy, zoomy, zooms. And then there were a couple scenes that were, like, really tense and, like, really suspenseful. There's, like, a pond scene with one of the characters. It's kind of been shown in, the, in a couple of the trailers, and I won't spoil anything. There was, like, a hallway scene with a bad guy. And it was just like, oh, this is like tense and it's scary. And I'm like, this is totally different from just like the big bombastic dinosaur action we've been seeing before. So I really loved, I loved those scenes. I was like, it just feels like, was this supposed to be a scary movie? And then they kind of went nuts with it in different aspects, but I enjoyed it. Better than the last one. A hopefully good sign off for the franchise or just completely jump time frames or something, do something completely mm-hmm. different in the Jurassic universe but i enjoyed it and another thing i enjoyed eric was playing tiny Tina's wonderlands with you on friday mm-hmm. because finally finally there was one of those moments we shot some character i don't even know some kind of bad guy and i heard Bashang! and i went that can't be what i just heard and i looked at it and i went that's not the same as what it usually is, but that has to be. That's got. That's got. That's that's got to be legendary. It's got to be a legendary. It's a legendary. Ah! After a million hours, not really a million hours, but what feels like a million hours of playing, finally a legendary. And then I opened up 
a skeleton key, and a legendary popped out again. And I went, two legendaries! Woohoo! And I even gave you one. I pity gave you a legendary. I said, here, this isn't as good as my previous legendary. Enjoy. And then you popped a skeleton key, and you got a legendary. And I went, okay, this has got to be... There's got to be some shenanigans going on here. Let me go see. Let me go see what the latest mini event is. Uh, enemies drop lots of customizations. So it's not like free Legendaries Day. No. But it was on Friday, and we finally got them. And I got to say, for those who listen on the What You Play in Third Shift, you hear more of our thoughts on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands as we've been going. Uh, sure feels good when you get a Legendary. Sure feels like way lots better than just kind of getting some blues and maybe a purple each night. Uh, getting two legendaries was like wow. I, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like I'm playing a game again. I feel like I'm doing some stuff here. And it made me feel like playing more. See, you give me the legendary, and all of a sudden I'm like, well, I want to, I want to test this out. I want to go play some more and then see how bad man jamming this legendary is and what it's doing for me. If you don't give me any, then I don't have that incentive. I don't have that motivation. I go, oh, it's got, you know, oh, it's got seven more damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna do a, a poison instead of fire. Okay, you know, cool, whatever, no biggie. But then when you give me this legendary that's like, oh, look at the red text. What's it say? I want to see what that does. What's going on? Oh, my gosh. And look at how much improved the shield is on this thing. And then the regenerative speed is, like, insane. It's going to be crazy. I want to go I want to go kill some baddies. And now in this game, as opposed to all the other ones, oh, it's got a link ability on it. What's What's a link ability? Oh, if other players also have gear that is linked, you share the abilities. Oh, 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 I want to get every legendary. And then we can do all kinds of crazy crap. Hey, Eric, remember, if you stand still, your shield instantly starts recharging. Hold up, dude. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It definitely made a big difference. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, getting that legendary got me pumped up, made me feel good, made me feel like rocking and rolling, and getting back into the Tiny Tinas and, and, you know, progressing, wrapping it up, all that good stuff. So... Gearbox, I'm telling you, you got to find a good middle ground. You know, going back to Borderlands 1 and 2 where there was almost no legendaries unless you were just in complete endgame. But, of course, you don't got to be as generous as you were with Borderlands 3 where mm-hmm. legendaries were just part of the course for dropping. There's got to be something in the medium. And it ain't Titanus so far, maybe endgame changes, you know. But so far, the leveling and stuff, it just it's not the... You know, what, six nights just to get one legendary? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, come on. I got to do a little bit better than that. But I do appreciate the one that we finally got. Mm-hmm. It felt great and wonderful. I can't wait to play this Friday and then see how, you know, how much more badass we are together using our linked legendaries. And mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe now we're going to kill baddies ten times quicker. Maybe it's going to kind of, maybe it pop the cherry, as some might say. And now we're going to start seeing legendaries drop. I don't know. All I know is that one made me hungry. And speaking of hungry, I'm hungry to do more things later this week, which is why, hey, kids, we're recording early, recording a couple days early. So I know my buddy Eric has lots of things to talk about in his week. So I'm just going to throw it straight to him. Eric, what have you been doing in the, let's see, one, two, three, four, like four days since we last four recorded? Days. Yeah. Yeah, well, not much. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I should say fortunately, but unfortunately. Um, my sister came up to visit, uh, she got in Friday morning sometime right around there. And, uh, so basically since last we talked, her and her children have all been here. So to be host, I haven't really done anything. Uh, the only time I played a video game was on Friday night with you. 
And then afterwards, I or was it maybe the next night? No, it was the next night. I did get to play for an hour or two and try to beat uh, Stranger of Paradise again, which I didn't beat him, but whatever. doesn't matter. So I tried to beat Stranger of Paradise and then play Tiny Tina's with you, which we already discussed. And beyond that, I've just been existing playing host here at the house. I haven't done much of anything at all, like zero, zilch, just uh, existing. So you've been playing host, the new game in which strangers come into your house and cause you to just be like, oh, I can't do the things I want to do. It doesn't I sound like a good game. Work. I don't like that game. It's a weird game. You know, it's got like the perk of. <laughs> this is why in real life people will know this. I never play that game. I never play that game. I play the game guest and I make everyone else play hosts. Yeah. You play the game of guest and guest game is way more fun. Oh, yeah. Because you got all the options. You can eat and drink and steal all the host things and stuff. You can, and you cause, can, trouble you want, you can cause trouble and not apologize. You can cause trouble and not care. You can be helpful if that makes you feel good. It's whatever you want. It's a beautiful game. The, ho- the guest game is great. The host game is a little different. You know, you're trying to please the guests. You're trying to be accommodating. You know, you know, It's a wild game. You never know what's happening. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Unfortunately, folks... Not too much, so it's a very short and sweet week, and as Matt said, it hasn't even been a full one at that, because we're only four days out from the last time we talked to you, because apparently Matt's going on a grand adventure, and uh, we'll not be around this Thursday, So and tomorrow I'm busy and Matt's busy, so this is what you get, it's just the way it has to be. And speaking of Thursday, my release, it's the one I spoiled for you in the last episode. It's TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which is dropping on Thursday, the 16th, developed by Tribute Games, published by, I don't know, it's either .emu, .emu, .dotamu, I've heard it every single different way, and I even Googled it. I Googled, is it .emu, or, and then it auto-completed, is it .emu or .emu? And it didn't answer my question. Hmm. Thanks, Google. You're worthless. But this game is not worthless. It's coming out on Switch, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. It's the game we both went nuts about during the Summer Game Fest. Beautiful, pixel art, hand-drawn, Ninja Turtles, side-scrolling, beat-em-up action with awesome, rocking music. And I, I kind of did a deep dive because there are no reviews out right now. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Usually there would be stuff out by now or at least Wednesday, and I can get geared up for Thursday. There's no official reviews. There's no nothing. So I deep dove into dev diaries, into people's hands-on first impressions. And I got to say, this game looks even better than I realized that it did when I said how amazing it looked last week. Because there's so much individual character bits in the animation itself. Like you think of just running from side to side, running across the screen, there's the go arrow and you run. All the turtles have unique run animations. Like if you see Michelangelo's run, Leonardo's run, completely different. April O'Neil, Splinter, everybody, all the same thing. And while they all have similar attacks, like there's a a jumping special attack or a running special attack or a standing special, it's all tailored to that turtle. It's not just, I just make a big energy ball. But they do, but inside of it, they're doing their own turtle thing. So it's like, even if you play through this as Michelangelo and you just, you played through all the levels and you're, all right, cool. If you play through as Donatello or Raph or Leo or any of the other characters, you're going to have a different time because you're going to be seeing and feeling kind of different things your turtle is gonna feel like your turtle instead of just color swap on the mask and a different weapon i i couldn't believe it like watching it 
in action after having just watched it in action. It's even more beautiful every time I see it. And it's ridiculous. And looking in the backgrounds, seeing all the details there, like little things. The first level, you go through like the news station. And on the different floors, there's different like TV shows going on. And the Foot Clan ninja robots are in different scenarios in each of those. And it's so awesome just seeing this beautifully crafted animation of, like, they're doing a cooking show and they got a pot of liquid or whatever. And they look over, see the turtles, drop it. The pot beautifully just falls and drops over and spills goo on the floor. And it's just, you didn't need to do any of that. They could have just burst out of the background and just make it a big, dumb, gaping hole. But instead, like, everything in this game is so lovingly crafted. It's just beautiful to see. The more I see of it, the more I have to play it. Going into game modes, obviously you got arcade mode, one credit, a number of lives do that stuff. There's a story mode with cutscenes, and there's voice acting from the original Turtles, all kinds of stuff like that. And I've heard that in that story mode, you can start leveling up your Turtles. So it'll be a little bit more like River City Rampage or Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, instead of just a straight-up Turtles game like it normally is. So that, again, incentivizes you, well... I leveled Mikey up all the way. Now I'm going to go play through as uh, April because now she is super fast but hits a little weaker. So all the characters are a little bit different. Not only in animations but abilities and skills and techniques and things. So it incentivizes you to play more and more and more and more and more. Which makes me happy because that's the one thing I don't know about because there's no official reviews. There's no write-ups on this at all. How many stages are there? I've seen at least 10 and the 10th stage that somebody previewed did not look like the ending stage. That's the only thing I don't know. How long is this game? How much do you have before you start going through the same levels? And then my other concern, I watched some gameplay of the first two levels. And I was like, man, these two players are just demolishing everything. No problems, no deaths, no nothing. I went, oh, man. I don't want to beat this game like on our first sitting, our first night, and just go, oh, well, we both spent 25 bucks and we saw the end of the game and everything somebody else's hands-on preview where they actually were at PAX East playing the game with the devs. The devs said, yeah, don't worry if these first two levels seem a little easy. It's going to crank up. It's going to ramp up in ways you can't even imagine right now. And I went, okay, you got me. You sold me. I want to see how crazy this gets, especially when we get that six-player co-op in online because they've also said that it does scale with the number of players you have. This game, I am, I can only imagine, is going to go absolutely nuts. A million Foot Clan people, mousers everywhere, just all kinds of craziness. And then bosses for each of those stages from all throughout Turtles history. People you'd expect Bebop and Rocksteady. Others I have totally forgotten or I just saw them as a toy once and I never even saw them in an episode. All kinds of characters from way back in the day. If you loved the 1980s Turtles, you got to get this game. If you love beat-em-ups, you gotta get this game. If you love retro games, you gotta get this game. If you love awesome music, you gotta get this game. If you love beautiful pixel art, you gotta get this game. You gotta get this game, everybody. You just gotta get the game. That's it. That's all I got. Two quick things before I go on to my release. Okay, first, you said all these baddies. I used to collect Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Of course, watched the shows and everything too. And it brought into my brain like 20 to 30 different toys I owned of all these different baddies in the Ninja Turtle universe. If it brings even half of them into this game as as bosses or mid-game or mid-line bosses, I don't even care. 
Holy moly, I am going to be so jazzed. And then if they bring in some surprise, uh, you know, good, like the rabbit dude, whatever he was, the panda guy, you know what I mean? Just these weird offshoot characters. I don't remember their names because it's me, Eric. I don't remember anything's names, but Slash. Remember Slash? I do remember Slash. He was the bad turtle. He was the bad turtle. I remember Usagi Yojimbo. That was the bunny guy. Yes, there you go. And there's so many others. Uh, If I see those... Every time I'm gonna be I'm gonna be popping Jolly Ranchers into my mouth and drinking Mountain Dew because that's what I did when I played these games last time and I think that's what I'm gonna have to do this time so I'm gonna have to go buy a bag of Jolly Ranchers get some Mountain I don't even like Mountain Dew anymore but I'm gonna have to get some Mountain Dew or, or maybe I'll just subs it with Coke Coca Cola because sometimes we had Coke instead of Mountain Dew so maybe I'll do that I like Coke but I don't like Mountain Dew and then just every time someone comes on the screen from the past and I wow nom, 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 nom. Uh, it's going to be great. And then the second thing is I don't want the folks out there going, huh? Because you know the future. You said this wonderful game like River City Rampage. And I went, that's got to be part three. You had River City Ransom, River City Girls. Third one's got to be River City Rampage. That's got to be the future, right? I agree with you, but wasn't there like a... Or was there one and I don't know about it? Well, I, well, I think there were there were more games in that franchise than we know about, but... Wasn't there also like a retro city rampage? So they might not do River City Rampage. Something Ooh, like that. You're right. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Dang it. I was going to say, because that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect to bring all the boys and girls together. River City Rampage. Matt tells the future. He's seen it. He's, he had the Oracle Ball out. Don't even don't even try to correct him and say River City Ransom. It was River City Rampage. And and I I still believe that is going to happen. They might not call it that because they just released River City Girls Zero or whatever, which had all the playable characters because it was an old re-release of a game that never came out here that had all of them. Mm -hmm. So you had the girls, you had the retro revival with everybody, and actually the boys are in River City Girls as an unlockable once you beat the game. Spoiler alert. Oh, so cool. But then from the start, you can have them going on a rampage and doing the thing. So eh. That would be... That'd be awesome. They got to do it. They got to do it. Get out there, make it happen. But in the meantime, June 10th, a little game that I want to buy that I will for sure actually be getting, I just got to figure out how, is The Quarry. Super massive games, you know, the guys and gals who did Until Dawn and uh, Man of Dan and uh, uh, House of Ashes and I don't remember what else. But those individuals, this is like the spiritual successor to Until Dawn. And the whole premise is you are some camp counselors at this wonderful camp. It's all over with. You're supposed to be going home. But one of the individuals is like, I don't want to go home. I want the, I want the party to go on one more night. So he sabotages the ride home. Hence, you have to stay this extra night. But the individual who's in charge of the park is like, hey, uh, I'm not staying in this park tonight. You guys enjoy. Stay in the house, though, and um, I hope to see you tomorrow. And then beats feet. Well... As you can imagine, there's a reason why that count counselor owner guy was like, "I'm out of here." It's because everything's gonna go well and everyone's gonna have a pleasant. Everything, life. everything goes. Yeah, well, you you said it. They changed the pace, Matt. They changed the whole game, and all of a sudden, rainbows burst from the ground as they had this big bonfire where they're doing truth and dares. You know the usual camp counselor stuff. And rabbits started frolicking about, and butterflies emerged, and little tiny fairies who were, had the pixie dust just frantically coming off of them, and granting wishes left and right. Instead of whatever the subtitle was going to be, it's The Quarry, <laughs> Peaceful Night Edition. Just beautiful. Ah, it's wonderful. Yes. 
peaceful night edition. I'd like that. I would love it. Actually, man, that's funny. If they would, you know how uh, Diablo always has the cow level? Yeah, yeah. That would be freaking cool if they did some kind of alt-secret thing where if you beat the game with everybody alive, you could unlock some kind of rainbow magic version of the game. Mm -hmm. And it's just completely silly and rainbows. And and instead, you're being chased by a fluffy uh, teddy bear or something that just wants to hug you and kiss you. He catches and tickles you. Tickles you? (laughs) Your QTEs are to put together a bouquet of flowers for your favorite person or whatever. Wouldn't that be awesome? God bless. Well, I hate to break it to y'all, but that is not the case. There are some creatures that are in the woods and some folks who aren't so great. And they start to hunt the camp counselors. And you, the player, you have to watch as things unfold. And what do you do in these type of games? You make decisions. So do you go left into this area? Do you go right into the mine? Do you hand Jeremy the wrench? Do you keep the wrench for yourself? Do you tell Tiffany you hate her? Do you tell her you want to go out with her? These are the things you're going to do. And it's going to lead to 186 different endings. That's insane. Yeah. Everyone can die and no one can die. And then, from what I hear, there's tertiary characters that you can save. So characters not even in the group that you can make decisions that end up dead or alive. And then at the end of the game, as Matt kind of said, all those quick time event triggers and all those things, they all conglomerate into one big solid cohesive story. And you get all these little cards that tell you like, this is what happened to this character. This is what happened to that character. This is based off your, your things. This is and you learn the story of everybody that was the tertiary characters and the primary characters. And then, boom, you can go ahead and go through it again. And what's really cool about it is on your first playthrough, it, if you don't play it this way, you're, you're a freakazoid. you got to play it the first time natural. Whatever happens, happens. No take backs, no, no nothing. Because, and I say this because in this game, I think it gives you like one if you got the regular game and it gives you three take backs if you buy the deluxe edition for no. your first go around. No. And I, I say no. That is a negative. You accept your fate that first game. And then on your second playthrough, if you have the regular edition, it gives you three takebacks. And then obviously from there, I don't care. On your second, whatever, third playthrough, however many you want to do, feel free to use those. And I think that's such a really cool bonus to add on because everybody makes mistakes. As I told Matt when I was first talking about the quarry and we got talking on about my Until Dawn experience... A character I tried so hard to keep alive. Very end of the game. I'm talking the last three to five minutes. I got I got all sweaty palmed and dumb. And I couldn't remember what X, circle, and square were. And it just had one of those moments and failed a quick time event. The, like one of the last ones. And that person died and I was just furious. But you know what? That was my playthrough. I was, I was, I was sweaty palmed. I couldn't think. And you know what happens in real life? You get crazy. You can't think. Ah, oh, God. And you're trying to reach for whatever it is and you just can't make it because you're stumbling and you're tripping and you're freaking out. And then you die. That's how it is in these games. And that's that's just the way to do it. I can't imagine another way. But it looks awesome. It, it goes back into the you know that scary vibe and the just monsters in the woods, just like Until Dawn was, and stupid high school slash college kids being ridiculous. I'm all about it. I can't wait to get it. My only gripe is the game is i think eight to ten hours for like a playthrough i don't typically play through again i'm the kind of individual yeah well that was my story i'm happy with it i'm gonna move on 
So I don't foresee me playing it again. So I'm getting eight to ten hours, and they want the full seventy bucks. And that kind of sits a little rough on the tummy for me, to be honest with you. I just I'm so used to buying games. You, you know me. I'm the RPG guy or whatever, open world stuff. So I'm I'm buying these hundred plus hour games for seventy bucks. It's just tough for me to go. Okay, I can. I'm gonna pay seventy bucks for this eight hour game. Oh, all right, all right. And I hear what you're saying. I, I I get it because back in the day when the games industry started having the how long should games be versus the cost of money discussion, mm-hmm. I was the same thing. Well, all of my games are at least sixty hours. There's no way I'm spending sixty bucks on an eight hour game. But you did say, Eric, uh, I did. 186 endings, like a million squadrillion endings. So if you only play through it once in eight to 10 hours, and I know that's your usual shtick and that's usually my shtick too. You did it to yourself. You're doing yourself a disservice (laughs) in the game, a disservice. Yes, exactly. Because it's meant to be played at least a few times, you know, to see some different cool endings and, and then make, obviously if you really screw up, at least make half your team or more survive. This would be like if you played near automata and you stopped after ending a, which apparently people did like, how can, how, no, this, See now, see there you go. It's the impossible. true, the quarry fan will look at you. And go, you only played through it once, bro. No, he'll put no. his head down just like that. Just mm. disgusting. Ugh. It's probably true, but I haven't met anybody who's like huge fans of super massive stuff, so I couldn't say if you're telling me the truth or if that doesn't exist at all. All I can tell you is that this game is definitely worth getting and playing. I I haven't seen a ton because I want to go in blind, but I've seen like the opening, obviously, and then I've heard podcasts do the spoiler-free talks about it, and I'm 100% sold. I think at the very least you should check it out because their games previous to this one have all been good, not great, until Dawn was great, but the others you know, have always gotten the mixed reviews, but none of them seem terrible. I can't wait to sink my teeth into this one as soon as I figure out how I'm supposed to get it. I'm not saying the name of the business again, Eric. So I'm just going to segue away. Oh, and come say, on. Yo, was that CSL? No, stop it. No. <laughs> I'm going to segue away and say, speaking of things you should sink your teeth into and get a hold of any way you can, it's the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. That was this weekend. It was only two days ago as we are recording this. And oh, I got so many stars. I have a whole sheet of paper. And I know I know you talked we talked about this off air and you went, I don't like games anymore. I'm just a not a game guy. No, there's so many games with stars on here and you can shut your mouth and I'm starting because I'm not starting on a bad note. Because you got a you got a million of them, so go ahead. I I've got like five. <laughs> well that's I mean that's fine. We usually did five and five on the last one anyway. But mm-hmm. I'm starting with a controversial one. Controversial for you, for me possibly for the listeners if they've been around for a long time and have very heartfelt feelings about a certain game that the precursor to this one allegedly killed and whatever. I'm talking about Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. You and I haven't played Overwatch in forever. and we Still calls to me. And anytime we've talked about it, we kind of go, eh, you know, we could play it, but I don't know. And Part 2 is supposed to hit. And the whole Activision Blizzard stuff has kind of made it like a sour Stupid. taste in everybody's mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's an, it's an internet meme. Who even plays Overwatch anyway? Blah, blah, boo. But when that music hit and I saw those characters and that the swelling music, my heart swelled within me. I went, these are my old friends that I used to spend every Friday night with. All Friday night. And I saw, you know, obviously they're doing different stuff. Arisa's been changed. You and I talked off air about how much we hate that. But seeing Arisa, seeing Tracer, seeing all these characters that I loved, 
I'm like, oh, I can't not get this. It it warms the cockles of my heart. And then I saw the new character, the Junker Queen or whatever they're calling her. Yeah. Badass buff chick. She had a cool little story trailer. I went, okay, I got to play as that chick. I don't even know anything about her, but she looks really cool. And then what else did I see? Oh, I, I, I saw three magical words. And then I heard more about it later. Those three magical words were free to play. Mm-hmm. And I went, that can't be right. It's impossible. So I went, I did research. I Googled the internet. And they said, oh, yeah, the PvP, it's 100% free to play. And the story stuff's going to cost money. But that's not even coming at launch anyway. So it's 100% free to play. What do we always say about free-to-play games, Eric? There's no reason not to play it and try it out. You and I are going to do this. And we're going to have a oh, great right. friggin' time. Let's not lie. We're going to do more and just try it out. We'll get back. We're going to be back in it. Uh, we're not, I'm not stupid. Because just seeing the trailer for Overwatch 2, I was still angry because they're, they've just completely mishandled this whole thing, in my opinion. Yes. But underneath the anger was instant, I want to play it. Uh-huh. It's what the little voice in my tummy said. He said, I want to play it, Eric. And I went, yeah, I know you do. I know you do, and I know I'll play it, and I know I'm going to like it, and I know I'm going to turn that into a Friday night game because it's too much fun not to. Regardless whether they updated the graphics, regardless whether they did any things they should have done for a proper sequel, doesn't matter. The game is just inherently, and at its base and foundation, a fun and enjoyable game. And to add characters, to add new maps, to add all this extra little features, new new move sets to everybody, so everything's getting like a fresh, half-baked, fresh taste, or even a full one, how can you say no? Any negative thoughts I had completely washed away with the trailer, and I think it was at the very end of the trailer that did a freeze frame of all the characters, or not all the characters, but a whole bunch of characters in a big action shot, and I saw Moira on the side with a slightly new look and slightly new hair, and I just went, there's no way I could not play this. I'm Moira again. I will be Moira for the end of time. That's it. It's over. It's over. It's done. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. I'll be there with you, Matt, playing Overwatch. And that was one of the ones I would have talked about, but fortunately I have others. So I'll skip back up to the top, and that's Redfall. Okay? This trailer started to hit, and I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, is this like some kind of weird like horror game, you know? And then it completely changed, and it wasn't. And then I went, okay, is this a Left 4 Dead clone? Because I thought Back 4 Blood was going to be our jam, but we didn't even really mess with it beyond like a day. No, I don't want to do that. And then I kept watching it. I'm like, I don't think this is a Left 4 Dead clone. I think this is closer to, and you know, as we've talked about this, but I agree. I think it's closer to like a Borderlands. It's going to have a story. You're going to be able to be, you know, one of the four heroes or whatever. And you're going to use your abilities and use your skill trees to upgrade, find new weapons, find legendaries, etc. To beat the story, whatever that may be. Well, we know what it is, sort of. Obviously, get off the island, kill all the vampires, etc. And then you'll, as this trailer show, there's something, it's a bunch of mystery. And there's some kind of heart thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, are they like bird brains? So they're all connected and they're all talking to each other. What's going on here? Let's unsolve the mystery. So it looks more like it's just going to be an actual cohesive story that you're going to progress through. And while you're doing so, you're going to level up, get brand new weapons, new all this other stuff, and get all sorts of skill points to upgrade whatever you want to to become the individual, the player that you want to be. And the coolest part, from a, uh, a little dev uh, thing when they got to do like the little you know dev uh, interviews, you'll be able to be whoever you want. So like if both of us love the telekinetic uh, girl, boom, we can both be her. 
it's not like Back for Blood. It's not like Left for Dead where you only got you got to be each one of the characters. Not going to be that. Anybody can be anybody they want because there'll be different builds anyway to pick from, and of course different unique weapons. But I do like the vampire thing too because as the game was you know showing off, these vampires have different skill sets, different things they do. Some of them do seem really similar to the Left for Dead, Back for Blood type thing. But I'm willing to, you know, wait and see how that all kind of pans out. And hopefully there's a large variety of, you know, fun interactive baddies. And more importantly, they didn't really showcase any of this. But I want to see bosses. I want to see if we can finally get a game in the spirit of Borderlands that has really fun, like, not crazy Destiny-style bosses, but Destiny-style bosses. I want something in these type of fast, fast action, pick them up, gun them up games that does a little more. You know, just just some fun stuff. So this one's got my hopes up because it does inherently look like a fun game and it has potential. And I hope maybe they've taken lessons from those different genres and can make something really, really cool here. But, of course, you know, kind of got to wait to see, I guess. Yeah, this one was a big surprise for me because before this, what did we talk about with Redfall? Oh, it got delayed. But what was the only thing we had seen about it? A CG trailer before. Mm -hmm. So to see it in action... To see them ashen vampires like Blade, like everybody owes so much to Blade for that that ashen vampires effect. But that seeing that, seeing the characters, seeing their different abilities, and like you said, skill trees, weapon drops, an open world story, like I got so excited and then instantly sad because oh yeah, this just got delayed. Delayed to next year. But now that I've seen it, I want to play it and I'm excited for it. But speaking of games that I, this is the first time I ever saw this game, knew about this game, anything. And it got instantly excited for it. It's high on life, Eric. Oh, yeah. Yes. It looks stupid hilarious. It looks so good. You're some kind of character going through some kind of world. I don't even remember anything about the story because all I could focus on were the weapons or tools that you were using because they were all living creatures, just like Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. But they talked to you like the whole time and commented on what you were doing not only like in the story and like, hey, we're going to this crazy area. Are you sure we should be going here? But like how you were playing with them. Oh, you, you're really squeezing me tight. I'm sure that's from like constant shooting on the thing and commenting on the enemies they were fighting. And I wrote his name in all caps and I underlined it. Knifey, Eric. Knifey, oh, the know. knife that loves to stab. Yep. The knife that loves to stab. Instantly stab, sold. stab, stab, stab. Instantly sold. <laughs> whenever, whenever this comes out, I'm 100% buying it. I don't yep. even care. I was sold even before Knifey. I was sold when they had the uh, the one gun that shot out the, the little blue men, the babies. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, no, those are my babies. No, they, they, they die real easy, but that's okay. I can make you more real fast. Uh-huh. And you know, as he was saying it, they were like popping up on his little like red fleshy tummy thing, whatever it was. And I'm like, that is disgusting and awesome at the same time. And then of course, you know, the voices with the Rick and Morty cast, you know, because it's made by Squanch Games. I was like, yeah, I got, I got to play this game. And then when Knifey came out, that was that was just the knife in the heart. That was it. Mm-hmm. I went, oh, stab, 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 ah, more stab. And I was like, yep, we're done. This game's bought. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Still yeah, else to so say. That one, it's perfect. <laughs> there's nothing else to say. That is it. That is all you need to know. You need to play this game. It is hilarious. And that was another one that I was uh, was on the list. So I'll replace it with this one real quick. And this one's a quickie. Riot Games coming to Game Pass, man. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I don't even play Riot Games stuff. 
But League of Legends, League of Legends Wild, whatever it is, the mobile version. Wild Rift, yeah. Yeah, Valorant, Team Tactics, and then uh, the other one. I think it's a card game or something, but... I've completely forgotten, because I downloaded it and never played it, but yeah. But there's a card game, too. All of them come into Game Pass. So now you can pop on, cross-play the whole nine yards, all these awesome Riot titles. And you don't just get that, but you get the ultimate versions. All the skins unlocked, everything unlocked. You get to go in there, rock out with your socks out, all the goodies. Do what you want and have a great time. And that just blew my mind. That made me want to get League of Legends and give it the old actual college try on a console instead of screw around on the PC. Just the League of Legends part. Obviously, I've play, I played League of Legends ages ago. I always have that itch to try and get back into it. But the fact that if you tie your Game Pass account or however it's going to work, you get all the champions unlocked. Not just the free rotation of like 10 and then the ones that you've unlocked on your own. All of them. You can play them anytime you want. That's insane. Like, as somebody who's played it, it's just, it, it boggles the mind. And it will boggle the mind when you see the whole champ select when screen you see and there's how a all you have, million yeah. of them. But it's so awesome because it used to be just, you, know, you go on free week, oh man, Fizz is pretty fun. Maybe I'll save up my points and then I'll get Fizz and I can play as him. Instead, now, Play them whenever. Play all these characters in bot mode, and then I'm like, man, I really like that. And you can instantly go and play regular full games with them all the time, whenever you want. It, I couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe it. And then I also like, lastly, is the music going, and then, they, of course, they bring Jinx out. Everybody knows Jinx, and that's how they got you. So the individuals who weren't initially hyped, they've all seen Arcane over on whatever it is that has it. I think it was Netflix. I don't remember anymore. And they went, Jinx is on a, on a freaking missile flying around. The music's bumping. Instantly, you're like, I don't even care what this is. Yeah, this is great. Woo! Just, I love marketing. Marketing's so cool. Marketing's fun. <laughs> I, I should have gotten to it. Because you know what? Getting people in on something before they even know they want to be or should be, that's fantastic. And another thing that's going to be fantastic, I started watching it and I went, this is probably going to be for me. And then it took a slight different turn. And I went, this is 100% for me. The last case of Benedict Fox. You're like a noir detective examining stuff. And I went, okay, cool. Yeah, I love like that noir detective feel. And then he knelt down next to something. And this weird shadowy thing looked over his shoulder and started talking to him about the thing they were looking at. And then they showed more gameplay. You're doing some platforming. And then he would like jump. And then a double jump would be these dark tentacles would kind of go whoosh and take him further. And I went, this is a noir detective, which I love that kind of stuff anyway. Mixed with the darkness, where you have those tentacles that are talking to you the whole time. And I went, absolutely, 100%, I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to have a great time with it. Just that idea alone, but then seeing the you know the beautiful art, the cool stuff, the way, I, just, I just loved it. Anytime he would lean down to look at something, here comes the thing to talk to him in the dark from the, oh, we need to start looking at the whatever. I'm like, that's, oh, man. And it kind of like split dark personality. There's another dark aspect to your character i love that stuff oh boy i got so excited for that when that's got a star next to it no doubt i put a star next to that one too man hell that yeah was the instant i need to buy and play this game it got me like you said everything you said i just would repeat it that's all the things you said boom i was sold had to play this game platforming just looked fantastic the story looked fantastic can't wait but of course I get to play one of these other titles I'm looking forward to before that one, man. Because that don't come out till next year, 2023, unfortunately. Scorn comes out 21st, well, as of now, 21st of October. This 
I seen uh, a little smidgen of something I remember from this game a long time ago, but completely forgot. Just forgot about it. Then it popped up again, to, you know, the other day, and I went, "Oh my gosh, yes, this hell on earth, just disgusting flesh and just madness, pure and utter madness." That's all I can explain. Okay, this weird first-person thing, and you're over here, you're ripping umbilical cords out of your body. You've got these weird worm tentacles that you're pulling out to do things. You're using these weird fleshy weapons, and and creatures that are just bulbous and disgusting and malformed are just everywhere. And the music's just wretched and metal and dark and just... I was like, "Uh, I mean, how can I fight this? I can't fight this game. I'm gonna have to play this game. It's all that's all there is to it. This title looks disgusting and nasty and dark, and I gotta have it. I knew you would talk about this one, Eric, because I <laughs> I started watching the trailer and I went, okay, cool. And then it got even grosser and more mm-hmm. dis- disgusting, not disturbing, but like when you look at the thing, you're like, oh, that's unnatural, and that's not how it's supposed to be. And the mm-hmm. like inserted the key into the weird orifice thing, and that's orifice. Went, yeah, this is not for me, but Eric's gonna love this game, and he's definitely mm-hmm. gonna talk about it, which is good because I'm gonna talk about some cartoony thing, and you're gonna talk about this, and it's gonna be great. But not absolutely not for me, but I knew you were gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> But a thing that is absolutely for me, and I don't know, it could be for you too, I don't know, it's Pentiment. The Renaissance comic book come to life, a narrative game, but the the kicker, the ultimate kicker, it's by Obsidian. Obsidian always makes incredibly awesome story-based games. They make such good narratives, and I don't know if there's going to be a lot of choices in this game, but they're the ones who took Knights of the Old Republic from good response, neutral response, bad response, to now there are six different responses in all different flavors of all different attitudes and and morality and gray situations so if you tell me obsidian is making a narrative-based game i am 100 percent going to get it the art style is like almost nothing else closest thing i can think of is card shark which just came out but it's totally different than that i was enamored by this whole trailer and just they i think they only said at the end a new game by obsidian and i went my head exploded and I went, Oh yeah, I'm getting that. I I don't care. That's it. I was mixed on this one. I, um, I wasn't digging the art style myself. Like I just wasn't with it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, obsidian always puts up a good story. And I'm like, man, I know there's gonna be a lot of witty commentary and a lot of really cool stuff happening in this game. But I don't know. It was just something wasn't vibing with the whole, like you said, the Renaissance type, uh, scenario with, with the artwork that was going on. So I'm gonna. I want it. I underlined it. I have it underlined to keep an eye on, but I don't know yet. I want to see more on it. Kind of get a get another look. Maybe some deep deep gameplay or some actual direct development, talking about what they're trying to do with it, something like that, before I get on board. But yeah, definitely looked interesting, and it got underlined, at least. Whereas you know, a lot of these titles didn't. So you know what? You got good taste there, Mister Matt. I think he has some good taste. Hell yeah. A game I underlined, I didn't star this one, but I wanted to mention it, and that's Flintlock's Siege of Dawn. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think of this. I don't know. It looks cool, but it looks like it could also be empty. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't want to say God of, God, Godfall, because Godfall wasn't empty, but Godfall lacked something. It was kind of sparse when you went from one encounter to the other. You kind of went through mm-hmm. like a big long hallway, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And this game gave me that same vibe, where I was like, wow, I, I, I like this whole, 
this whole premise and you know this whole story that uh, is trying like, I want to see if I can kill these gods you know what I mean I was like that sounds intriguing and then you see like people getting uh, instant warped into the constructs that are probably the you know whatever the soldiers of these whatever gods she's trying to chase and destroy and I was like that's super cool that they can kind of just place themselves matrix style into whatever they want mm-hmm. to try to stop her from getting to where she needs to be plus she has that really cool pet fox who you interact with to, you know fly use spell do all sorts of really cool that was all looking really nice and the graphics were looking really colorful really vibrant but as she was getting into encounters i was just like it's just like one one thing you know what i mean it just seemed empty everywhere else except for the battle and the character she was actually engaging with and that kind of spooked me i'm just like well I know it's not some AAA title so you know you can't expect you know craziness like last of us 2 or something like that but I also don't want it to be like just barren and just eh, one little fight here and there and then a bunch of just like you said walking through empty space to get to the next spot. So I don't know. Want to watch it. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Like all the stuff with like the flying through the the weird like triangle things and just just seeing the fox open up his own little warp gates and just like hop around in the world as you as she was going through it. I thought that looked awesome. It put me in mind though like seeing just that kind of one-on-one combat it made me think of like, you know, I've never heard anything about this game before at all. Like, I'm hoping it's just like the, hey, here's the concept of what we're going for. And then hopefully in six months or whatever, the next trailer, it'll be, hey, now we fleshed out the combat so we can mm-hmm. show you all the cool stuff in there. Versus this is the kind of the theme we're going for. And here's the kind of fights you're going to do. So I'm hoping for more. I'm interested to see what it becomes because that's one I put a little star on that one, too. And another one I put a star next to for completely different reasons than a lot of this other stuff, was Cocoon. A puzzle game where you're this little moth dude. I don't know what's going on with it. But it shows you picking up marbles and placing them. And I went, okay, it's a pick-up-and-place type of game. You know, solve the puzzle, turn the switch to activate that thing. But then he picked up a marble, and he went into it. And inside of there was a whole other world with marbles and stuff to pick up. And I think at least at one point in the trailer, he went down like four levels inside... Mm these marbles and they were all maybe not a whole world but all their own little stage that had all this other stuff you got to manipulate to it and i went if they go crazy with this this could be so awesome where you're just like i'm going deeper leo i mean you know i'm all the way down inception style and i got i've solved the base puzzle so now i got to come up and see what that did to the next level up and the next and the next and the next and the next I 100% want to see where this is going. It's got a star on it. I'm excited for it. Hopefully, it turns out to be just as deep and crazy as I'm hoping that it could be, because that could be like nothing else. I got scared out of this one because, well, two reasons. It's from the folks who brought you Limbo and Inside. Mm -hmm. Limbo, I've played and beat. Awesome game. Fantastic. Inside, never got a chance to play. Wish I had. So I know it's going to be dark. I know it's going to take you to some trippy places and do some crazy revelations, you know, like the other games did. Yeah. But this one scares me away because it looks like it's super difficult and my brain would hurt. Yeah, that's fair. Because some of them puzzles I was watching them do, and it looks so easy when you're watching just somebody hop around and do that. But when you're fresh to it and you don't know what's going on, to take a thing, take take a marble, place it on top of the thing, jump in, knowing it's going to teleport you to this one spot. But then you got to take that marble, which the marble turns into that one, but then it takes the weight off that thing, which allows it to go. No. 
<laughs> if you're not ready to sit there and use that brain, use that cranium, and get frustrated because you're stuck or stumped, yeah, you gotta be careful. Like this game looked really cool, but I think it's gonna trick people into getting it, and they ain't gonna have that that puzzle solving power to play it. And I do if I put my mind to it and I want to, but those are definitely mood games for me. So I was like, oh man, you know, this has a lot of potential. But I don't know, I'd be in the mood for a, a hardcore puzzle type game. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe it's not as challenging as what I'm gumming it up to be. But just off that little trailer, I went, ay, 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 that looks like it might be scary and hard. And then I'll have to be like, Matt, where'd you get? Oh, I'm stuck. I'm still stuck. Oh, darn it. <laughs> so I kind of, I put it in a little asterisk by that one as uh, one that might be cool to talk about if we go long and I needed an extra one. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't going to be on the main list, so good on you for throwing it in there. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Diablo 4, the Necromancer reveal. Okay, you know, we've talked about Diablo before, how mad I am at this franchise taking 10 to 12 freaking years in between games. It's ridiculous, it's obscene, especially since, hey, look at the gameplay. It's Diablo. Yes, it's a. it looks better, it looks darker, it looks more like a traditional Diablo game, but it's Diablo. How hard is it? To take something that has already got roots. It's already got a foundation. In fact, they already they reused all five classes from previous titles. So they didn't even create a new class. Every class they revealed in the fifth one, the last one being the Necromancer, are classes that existed in one of the Diablos in the past. Some of them multiple times. So you already have a base for everything. It just boggles my mind that this the game is taking 10, 12 years to be made i'm gonna strangle the blizzard team and as we talked about you know they've just been they've they've been screwing up on a lot of fronts so there's just a lot of other background stuff that makes you want to strangle them but all that being said i can't help but say it's another one where the tummy says eric you're gonna play diablo 4 and i go yeah yeah, I sure am. I sure am because now it's got the open world environment, so there'll be other players just Destiny style, just randomly going on and about world bosses, epic dungeons, and and then they went into detail about the dungeons being they'll they'll be all themed. They'll have tile sets and then baddie sets and whatnot in them. So no, every time you go in there, it's going to be different because they're going to you know procedure generated, but. They'll all be themed. So if you know the Dungeon of Akarat, you'll know what badges to expect in there, what it's going to look like, all that good stuff. And they said they have hundreds of, I don't know if it was hundreds or a hundred and something. It was a high number, you know, of dungeons all throughout the maps for you to find and explore. And being that it's an open world, choose your own adventure type style, go in your own direction. It ain't like last time where you'll just see them as you go along the path. You might miss out on tons of them unless you're exploring and just having a good time. Uh, yeah, I'm sold. You know, as frustrated as I am, seeing the sorceress, seeing the necro, who is one of my other favorite characters to play, I went, I, I'm going to have to get on board with Diablo 4, and now I can do it through the Xbox. Well, no, no, it wasn't Xbox Game Pass. That was This is one of the ones that wasn't. Mm-hmm. This A lot of people were talking about that and being confused. This one is not Xbox Game Pass. It's just going to be able to be played on the xbox but right. you'll also be able to play it on the ps5 or the or the pc obviously so correction before i screw up like everybody else did jeez oh pete's either way for me ps5 i'll probably get it since i really enjoyed the ps5 version of diablo 3 as well 
uh, and, and have a great time, you know. But I loved what they showed of it. I did love the Necromancer reveal and just that, you know, dark, boating character, the typical Necromancer. It was fun. It was enjoyable, and now I'm getting more pumped for it. Now, that was a 100% Eric one. Yeah. So I'd be remiss if I didn't say Hideo Kojima was there, and he didn't announce really anything, just a new thing, and he's going to be doing something with cloud gaming. But if I know Hideo Kojima, he's going to do something unique with that type of platform, with the ability to cloud game, something in the game, something in the story, something in the gameplay is going to be really unique and something you're not going to see elsewhere. Just like Death Stranding, it's all about connecting the world. Maybe that's another spin for Death Stranding. Maybe part two is going to be dealing with this cloud gaming type of stuff where you, I, I don't, I don't even, I can't even speculate, but I saw him and I was excited. He's working on something and I went, yep, just anything he makes, I'm going to get. And another thing that I'm going to get is a two pack of things that are just for Matt. Microsoft Flight Simulator. They're bringing gliders, helicopters, and then at the end, I, you know, I was watching it and I was like, yeah, I need to I need to just download it again and just fly around this beautiful world and have an amazing time like I did when I first played the game. Then they showed the Halo dropship. And I went, that's kind of neat. You know, I'll fly around with that for a little bit. And then that bastard went up into the outer, outer reaches of the atmosphere. And I went, can this can it can it actually natively go up there? Because I've been up there in Microsoft Flight Simulator, but it was a glitch because Devil's Tower, like it went to fly by it, and it's like it had the part of the model on the ground, and then like the shader was like up in the air, and I went, well, what's what is this? And I flew too close, and then it like shoots you five thousand feet up in the air, and so you are like at that like curvature of the Earth type of thing, but. My plane couldn't deal with it, and it just fell down until I could level it out. If I can take off from Lansing Airport in the Halo dropship and go up into the outer reaches of the atmosphere and sail around and come down in Tokyo or whatever, I can't describe why that's awesome, but when I saw it out there, I went, this is incredible. Like, if I can just scour the globe in this Halo dropship from way up there and just see earth as this not small speck but this tiny ball and then scale all the way down to flying over my neighborhood that's amazing i have to get it and see if i can do that it excites me so much i can't even describe it it's so awesome now just so you know man the halo one's already launched it's available today now. That's so it. you can go it's get over. the Halo one right now. That's you over. Can, you can right now go download it. I'm going and go to as soon as we're done with this. The atmosphere. Ah. <laughs> and then before I move on, I want to say on the Kojima side, just to clarify, because I heard rumblings all over the place, you know, like, oh, what's going on with PlayStation and Kojima? Because obviously the, the uh, Death Stranding and everything with PlayStation, Kojima Productions came out on Twitter apparently and said, hey, look, no, no, our relationship with PlayStation is still fantastic. Nothing's wrong, but we just, you know, Xbox wanted to do something special with us too, and we agreed, and there's something we wanted to try out, da-da-da-da-da. So, no, Fred, everybody, Kojima loves everybody, and uh, apparently PlayStation still loves Kojima, so there's no need to freak out or act like he's never going to do a game for PlayStation again or anything like that. Apparently, that is not the case. I was going to say, Kojima loves everybody, and everybody loves Kojima. If you can get right. a game from him on your system, 
Why that wouldn't you, you do it? You just get it, yeah. and you get the money. Yeah. You take money, exactly, and accept that you're going to have a pretty darn good game, even if it's weird and hell, mm-hmm. on your system. So go get them, all you Kojima lovers. You follow them on that Xbox, and I'll keep an eye out, but I won't get my hopes up because his games are strange and uh, and just Kojima. They're, for, they're Kojima. Mm-hmm. It's Kojima. Yeah, they are. This one I'll make super quick. Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal yeah. all coming to the Xbox Game Pass this is awesome. I am only very sad that it wasn't Persona 3 Portable first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way I could just, oh, you know what? Bree up Xbox Game Pass, play it on the big screen, have the best time that I could have. Instead, it's Royal first, coming 10 2022 this year, which even that, I got to say, I was a little disappointed by it. I'm like, really? I mean, you just announced this epic thing, and they already all exist in their mm-hmm. final form. And it's still going to take you half a year to get the first one out. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, you guys, gals. This has been a perfect excuse to play Persona 5 Royal again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, it, It's great news, but it's sad news because I just wanted them. And I wanted them all as a package. Yeah. And that's what I originally got hyped by. I was like, okay, all three are going to come in a package. Boom, boom, boom. Just out for you to get. And then I went, gosh, what's how awesome will this be once they finally, because it's inevitable. They're going to go to PlayStation 5, too, at some point. Yeah, this yeah. is probably exclusive for a time. If I could just purchase all three at once, boop, and have them sitting there. Even though if I, I know I own Persona 5 Royal already, but what you know what I'm talking about. I don't mm-hmm. care. Get the other two in a package deal, and I own all three of them. That'd be super cool. But them coming out separately, I guess I'll just have to buy the other two. It's no big deal, but still. Yeah, I definitely wished it was reversed, and three mm-hmm. would come out, and then four, and then five. Because I had starry-eyed hopes of just, man, if three comes out, and I play it, and I beat it, and then 4 comes out like a week later, how could I not just play Persona 4 Golden again? Pop in again. And then the same thing when Persona 5 Royal comes out and just have a year of just beautiful Persona magic. Oh, God. it's. I think this was spoiled for me on Twitter before I could actually see the show. Mm. But seeing the trailer again, as soon as that Persona 4 Golden theme hit, and I saw Marie, she was one of the first faces you saw. It was just... It was just like anything. Oh, I'm seeing my old friends all over again. I can't. I'm, I'm going to replay them. I don't even care. I, maybe oh, not. Maybe too. maybe not five royal right away. Probably when four comes out, whenever that happens, I'm just going to play through it again because I have to. I have to play it on the big screen. I've been talking about that forever. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. You know it, listener. You already know where both of us are going to do it. So yeah. it's just the way it has to be. And I don't know about you, but the last thing we should probably mention, unless you got more, and I won't stop you. I only have literally one more, right. but not too much Go to ahead. say about it. It's Erebon Shadow Legacy, mm. where you're playing as that shadow assassin. And not only are you like a shadow assassin taking out these robots that have taken over whatever. Yeah, it's a star and an underline. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then moving like in the shadows on the wall, under the shadows that are cast by objects. But I was like, that's awesome. I love stealth stuff. I love assassination type of games. So to take this shadow concept, and you literally become the shadows. You move in shadow. Like, you have no choice but to do it. Amazing. I was so excited for this. I, too, saw this, and I had to go back because I couldn't remember the name of the game. And I kept going, what's that one? It had, like, the shadow chick in it, and she was, like, jacking robots and stuff. I don't don't remember. So I went back through and was watching, 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 got to it again. went, there it is. That's what I'm talking about. That the fighting, the way she just jumps into you know the reality or whatever, and just 
jacking the robots up. The whole mystery behind what the hell's going on and how she's talking in the background. She's like, oh, they thought I was going to be their divination or their or their re- you know revival or whatever. Instead, I'm their retribution. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, I have no idea what's happening here, but this sounds really cool. This weird shadow ninja chick just wrecking robots and they're not just stupid robots too these robots are you know looking cool terminator style robots mm-hmm. looking like they can do something and of course just like the artwork to me like it was it was talking to me it was like it just looked really cool really unique had some really stylized stuff going on interested in watching a little bit more on this one for sure we'll definitely probably pick it up as long as it keeps showing me what it just showed me and this plant past trailer so yeah, I wasn't going to mention it only because obviously the end of the show's come and it doesn't come out till 2023. So I was like, ah, well, I can talk about it later, I guess. But yeah, that was that was another one on the list. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Because that wraps up our part of the show. That wraps up our recaps. Are you just like my friend Eric in that when you got done with the show, you went, ah, nothing that really excites me. It's a bunch of weird video games. And then you get on the show and it's all amazing and everything's wonderful and everything's great. Are you like that? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift, and I hear you. There's a piece of feedback that I got, but we're running so long on time, I don't have time for it. Be prepared for it next week. You who sent it in, you know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. We'll hear that next week on the show. I promise. And then to those out there who are going, y'all are some fools. You're straight fools. There's a game you didn't even talk about. That's true. That's- and you're stupid. And we hate you. Don't hate us. Don't hate us. Because we will talk about this title. Yes. There's no way not to talk about this title. It obviously had so much showtime on the show floor doing its thing. Yeah. But we ran out of time, folks, because there's just too many other good games. Not to mention this one. This is a great game, too, probably, hopefully, in yeah, theory. Yeah, hopefully. But we're going to have to make it a separate episode. We're going to have to talk about it on its own along with you know some other stuff. But it will get talked about, rest assured. But until that time... Go over to Patreon, throw us a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, and you know what? Maybe beg us to talk about it if you really want us to talk about that much by giving us money. That's a great way to make us talk about something. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't too proud. Ain't that what you? That's what I just saw. You're right. (laughs) Oh goodness! So yes, you can head over there and do all that if you don't want to or don't got the money to. You don't have to, obviously, but you can support us with five star ratings. You can support us with mailbag questions, comments, feedback, things you want us to talk about in the show. You know, maybe we're missing like a whole quadrant of gaming. Maybe we are. I I know for sure I'm missing some stuff in gaming because mm-hmm. I can't have my eyes everywhere. I don't have time for that. Maybe there's something you want us to bring to the table that you don't get to get to hear about in other podcasts. And if I think it's cool and Matt thinks it's cool, maybe we would incorporate it. This stuff can happen if you give us the feedback, if you give us those wonderful little pieces of you know advice, tidbits, whatever it is. That's up to you, and it all helps us make the show better and provide you with something you want to listen to. Absolutely. Speaking of things you want to listen to, it's the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 23rd of June on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. Just like we appreciate those five stars, which we got the other one a little bit ago. So I'm full. My tummy feels good. But you know what? We still need hundreds more to get to that 300. (laughs) But I will say, Steve, I did indeed get to listen to that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful voice. And it was great. And you know what? I'll take it. 
I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take all those five star, 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 five star. I'm not going to go all the way to 300 because we got to get out of here and edit the show. But that was awesome. Thank you, sir. Yes. Can't wait to hear from you in the future. And I told Matt we will indeed get back out to Conjecture Island. It has to happen. But you know what? That place is probably a, a death trap because it was a death trap the last time we went there a year and a half, two years ago. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get out there. We need some bigger guns. But until that time, there's nothing else to say. But don't forget to say cannibal drums. I just I can never think it's Terminator. Every time we go, do 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 do, Tara.